How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Creative Collision Podcast. This is your host, Saeed here. And uh, yeah, I'm back. It's been a minute since I recorded a podcast. Um, I've been actually getting new equipment. Bought myself a MacBook Air, brand new, stepping up my game here. So um, trying to get, you know, settled in. Um, These last couple months have been crazy, of course. Um, We're still dealing with COVID and it's getting a lot worse uh, during this time of the year in the winter. Uh, so took a little bit of a hiatus, got new equipment, uh, worked on some other things and, uh, getting back to it now. So, um, on this podcast, um, what I'm going to talk about is, uh, the NBA season. I'm going to have some predictions, uh, as I'm recording this podcast, it's uh Tuesday, uh, the 22nd of December. So it's opening night, uh, in the NBA, we got two games today. Uh, Lakers versus Clippers. Lakers uh, celebrating their um, championship, their ring ceremony, and then uh, Brooklyn is uh, Brooklyn is playing. Who are they playing again? I'm sorry, I didn't mean. Let me double check that. I know. I just know they're playing. Brooklyn is playing uh, the Warriors. So we got uh, Warriors, Nets, and Clippers, Lakers. Opening night in the NBA here. So very exciting. Um, Kevin Durant back. So I'm looking forward to um, seeing how he looks, what he what he can do. He looked he looked good in the preseason. He looked like Kevin Durant of old. So I'm um, hoping he plays up to that that standard that we're used to seeing him since I drafted him first on my fantasy team this year. Um, and then yeah, Lakers Clippers. So the Lakers have a whole new squad. Um, I never talked about uh, the championship um, after they won. At, so just kind of reflecting back on that as a Laker fan, um, it was just so exciting to see them win, and it was such a you know such a crazy season. We weren't sure if we we're ever gonna you know finish the season for a time there, and to not only get through the season, but the season win was a uh, uh, was definitely like uh, one of the one of the best moments of the year in a, in a year that's been so crazy, twenty twenty. Uh, two great things happened this year for for me personally: the Lakers winning and the Dodgers winning. So, uh, I, I think I did do a podcast uh, about the Lakers winning. I know I didn't really talk about the Dodgers winning afterwards. That's when I went on my hiatus and getting uh getting new equipment. But um, yeah, Lakers uh, defending their title. So starting this season, um, defending their title. Uh, but it's it's uh, definitely a different squad from last year. Um, usually, when you see championship teams um, and they try to go for a you know a repeat, a back to back, they you don't really see the teams change too much. There's not a lot of turnover in the roster, um, and you know you understand that most of the time because you just won a championship. So why would you want to change anything or you know just dramatically do anything uh, drastic? You know you. There's like a few key moves, usually a couple free agents, like role guys, but you don't really see this much turnover. Pretty much half the Lakers roster is different, if not more than half, right? So um, the additions from this year uh, were great additions. Montresero, Dennis Schroeder, um, Wes Matthews. Uh, so basically, you know, they lost Dwight Howard, JaVel McGee. So they got smaller, but they got more athletic. A little younger uh, was Harold and uh, Schroeder, and then um, and then you know Wes Matthews basically replaced um, replaced uh, Danny Green. Um, so so uh, they're a little. I think 
little younger, more athletic, and they don't have to rely on LeBron as much during the regular season because they got, um, you know, they got other scores. Like last year, if LeBron wasn't on the court, they didn't really have a lot of offense, um, a lot of creators, right? It was really LeBron and AD carrying the offense. Um, if Kuzma had a, a hot game, then, you know, sometimes Kuzma can go off, get you 25, but for the most part, it was all LeBron and AD. But this year, you know, they added two, the top two guys in six man of the year last year, Montrezl Harrell, who won it, and then Schroeder. And both guys can get you 20 a game like nothing. So going to be really exciting to see uh, what they can do uh, this year. Yeah, and then um, the wild card player is Taylor Horton Tucker. So that's, uh, you know, THT went off in the preseason, really impressed everybody. Um, you got to see if the Lakers can try to find some um, – and some playing time for him, which I think he will, at least for the beginning of the season. He played so well in the preseason. Um, you know, early on, I don't expect, I don't expect LeBron to, to be playing 35 minutes a game. Um, I don't expect, I mean, AD will play more minutes than LeBron early on because, you know, he's younger and he can he can carry the team a little more. Uh, but with LeBron probably not playing heavy minutes early on, I think THT will find some, they'll find some playing time for THT. Uh, they're not going to... Um, you know, they're, they're just going to rely more on the younger guys, the younger legs in the beginning of the season. So guys like uh, Schroeder, Harrell, uh, THT, Kuzma, I think those guys are going to get more minutes early on. And uh, the veterans, you know, of course, LeBron, and and then like Wes Matthews, who's, uh, who's a little older, uh, Marcus Gasol, um, you know, they're not going to play heavy minutes early on. Um, LeBron will ease his way into the season and, Kind of, you know, he knows how to take care of his body better than anybody, probably in the history of the NBA, and and he he knows it's really all about the playoffs. So, um, because of that, I feel like you know, younger the younger players were gonna ha- are gonna have much more of a bigger role during the regular season this year. So I still fully expect the Lakers to be the one seed, even uh, even if they're kind of on. On cruise control in some parts during the season, I, I do feel they're not going to be as dominant during the regular season as they were last year, especially on the defensive end. Um, defense is, is something you really have to be focused on, and you have to be you have to be like ready and 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 you have to want to play defense. And it's easy to get a little little lazy from time to time on defense. And last year, the Lakers were so locked in uh, on the defensive end from the beginning, uh, where um, this year. I don't really, uh, you know, I think they're going to have a little bit of a fallback on the defensive end. Still going to be one of the better defensive teams in the league, though. Um, but because of that, they might not have as strong as a regular season as last year. But I still fully expect them to be the number one seed um, because they're just so much more talented than everybody else. They're, the gap between the Lakers and the rest of the West is uh, bigger than it was last year. So, um so I still fully expect them to be the number one seed and and get to the finals and win, you know, the, and repeat. You know, I don't see why that. I don't see why they can't. The only the only teams I see in the that can possibly stop the Lakers from repeating, um, if Kevin Durant is, you know, what he was before the Achilles injury, you can't count Brooklyn out. It's not just because of KD. Also Kyrie, you know, if Kyrie is is uh playing like the Kyrie that we're used to seeing and and uh 
you know, he's already kind of rubbed people the wrong way with some of his comments already. But if he just focuses on basketball, like he said, he's, he's doing this year and uh, does his thing. You know, that's a, that's a great one-two combo with KD and Kyrie and also the role players on that team. It's a deep team, you know. Um, Joe Harris, the, who they re-signed, one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Uh, Karis LeVert is like, he's basically an all-star caliber player as a six-man, you know. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie as well. Jared Allen is solid. Uh, DeAndre Jordan is still, you know, still good defensive player, still um, has value to him. So uh, if that team's healthy and Kevin Durant is still still that guy, they can possibly, you know, give her a, give a, um, a Lakers a run for their money. Um, and, uh, and the, the Clippers, you know, if it depends, uh, I don't think, I don't know if the Clippers get any better. Uh, I don't really, I think Serge Ibaka is a better fit for them than Harrell was, but you know, some of the other moves they made, Luke Kennard is nice. Um, but he's not like a game changer. Um, and they, other than that, they brought back the same team, so they still they still have the same holes they had from last year. You know, they 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 need, you know, Lou Williams is still going to be a liability come playoff time. It's, you know, he's kind of unplayable sometimes because he gets picked on on the defensive end, and then um, they only have one real seven footer, which it might not be as big of a deal because the Lakers are smaller now and they're in the front court. You know, last year it was like three seven footers and with Dwight and AD and JaVel McGee, not only were they three, three, uh, legit big men, but they were all, you know, athletic and, and they, they pretty much just dominated inside. And, uh, this year Lakers don't really have that same physical presence, that size that they had last year. So that benefits the Clippers a little more because the Clippers, uh, don't really have to worry about that matchup as much. Um, they could play a little smaller and play with the Lakers. Uh, but I, I still don't see how, you know, I do like Tyron Lue. I think Tyron Lue is, is better better for the Clippers than than um, Doc Rivers. But they still have the same flaws. They still have the same holes. Um, I don't I don't see it. I, don't, I just don't see how the Clippers are going to get past the Lakers. So uh, they still probably will be, you know, top two, three seed at, I I think they probably will. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to like bet it or guarantee it. Um, they might get to the conference finals this year. I'll just say I'll leave it at that. They might get to the conference finals, but I'm not sure if the Clippers are are still better than than the Nuggets or the Mavericks. So I think the Mavs are going to take another step up. I think the Nuggets, even though they lost Jeremy Grant, they're still going to be viable. I, I think Jeremy Grant is actually. I got, I'll, I'll say a little overvalued, you know, that the loss of Jeremy Grant was seen as this huge loss for the Nuggets. I mean, it was a loss, but, um, you know, for whatever reason, now he's seen as this like lockdown defender that the Nuggets lost and, and, uh, he's versatile and has a lot of value to him. But if Michael Porter steps up, uh, his game t- takes it to another level and improves on the defensive end, then then uh, he can make up that value that they lost from Jeremy Grant. And, you know, Jamal Murray just builds up on what he did last year in the bubble or this last season in the bubble. Then, uh, you know, the Nuggets could have a big three with Jokic, Murray, and and Porter. Um, so don't sleep on them still. 
the yeah, don't sleep on the Mavericks with Luca. Luca's the MVP favorite. I think he'll win it this year. Uh, he should be the favorite to win the MVP this year. That team was close to beating the Clippers too. A lot more closer than what the series turned out to be. Um, but uh, you know, it's still this Porzingis is still hurt, so we'll see what happens with that. But they're gonna be in it. And uh, the after the Lakers, I think it's really tight between about two or three, four teams in that mix um, to get to the conference finals and uh, challenge the Lakers. But regardless, I don't really think it's going to matter. I think the Lakers will get back to the finals, uh, no problem, um, and uh, and they'll you know they'll repeat. Uh, and the East, if Durant's healthy, I think they're the favorite. The Bucks, I still have to see it with Giannis in the playoffs. The book is out on him on what to do in the playoffs against him. So uh, I'm not going to, I wouldn't say they'll get to the finals unless they have to see it first, basically with the Bucks. Had to see Giannis take that next step before I uh, predict them to get to the finals uh, this year. And then, um, you know, Sixers are going to be better. I think uh, they'll, they'll be in the running there. They'll be a sleeper to get to the finals. The Celtics, I think, still lack. I mean, Tatum, Tatum gets better every year, but I still think they they need a little more. They need that that true number one. We'll see if Tatum takes that next step to be like that number one guy that can kind of carry a team. Um, they're still one of the deeper teams in the league, uh, but they have you know they have some flaws too that they didn't really address that much. You know, Kimball Walker is good. But again, come playoff time, because of the size, he he can be a tough matchup, and uh, on the defensive end, where where he can be a liability, and and uh, uh, you know I, I don't know I don't really see it with the Celtics either. So uh, I, the West is as always more stacked from top to bottom. Um, the East, the East, I think did get better. Uh, there's players, players. Uh, going from the west to the east that's benefited them so we'll see and we'll also we'll see what happened uh, what happens with james harden if james harden gets traded uh, of course that's going to shake up the league to whatever team he he gets traded to as well so excited for this new season i'm glad to see it we're back this quickly with the nba season um hopefully everything turns out well and uh there's no covid outbreaks and the, you know the nba has done such a good job way better than any of the other major sports when it comes to handling COVID and, and, uh, protocol. They, you know, they had zero, zero positive cases during the bubble. So that was great. And, and, uh, you know, they've, they've done a great job. So hopefully that continues this year and, and we get a great NBA season and the Lakers repeat. That's my prediction. Um, uh, my, my final prediction, I'm going to say Lakers over Lakers over, uh, Brooklyn. You know that's that's gonna be my prediction. Lakers Lakers over Brooklyn, uh, MVP Luka Doncic, Defensive Player of the Year AD, Rookie of the Year. I think I'm actually gonna go with Lamelo. Um, I think he's gonna get so much more playing playing time, and he's gonna have the ball in his hand so much more than just about any other rookie. So he'll you'll have his turnovers. He'll have a lot of bad games, but Lamelo will also have you know a lot of a lot of good moments that you know his passing is really really impressive. So uh, he'll struggle with his shot, just kind of like how Alonzo did when he came in too. 
And Lonzo still kind of struggles with his shot. But Lonzo is still an impactful player. So I think LaMelo will be in that same mold. A little better than what Lonzo was his rookie year. And I think that will be enough to win rookie of the year. And uh, let's see what other awards. Most improved. I don't really want to have a prediction for that. It's kind of a hard one to to predict uh, for most improved. Uh, trying to think of a name that comes to mind for most improved player. I'll go Michael Porter Jr. We'll just go with that. And uh, I said defensive player of the year. I think AD will win it because I think the media looks at, at it as, you know, he should have won it last year. So I think he'll get those, you know, that, that vote this year. Um, I think that's all the key awards for the most part. That's all the, the main awards. Uh, so try to think is that it yeah that should be it that's all the main the main awards so yeah that's those are my predictions very excited for this upcoming season and we'll see what happens so i'm gonna end this topic here um with the my nba my nba talk nba predictions um starting this new season here and uh one more thing i want to talk about on this this podcast um I want to talk about the I want to talk about the Mandalorian just for a little bit. Um, any uh, any uh, Star Wars fans, Mandalorian fans that listen to this, um, the season finale, season two just ended. So this is full spoiler alert, spoiler warning. So getting that out there right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mandalorian, uh, what they've done with that show, uh, Dave Filoni, and and just. You know, everybody kind of handling that show. They brought back Star Wars again after such a low with the um, what the trilogy. You know, this uh, Skywalker Rise of Skywalker. I'm still, I uh, I just still can't believe how bad they kind of messed up um, this last trilogy. Um, but nonetheless, uh, they they they've corrected some of the, their mistakes and. And uh, the Mandalorian is the best thing that that's happened in the Star Wars universe since, I, don't know, I guess, since the original trilogy. Um, it, it's been so fun to watch, and and um, that season finale with uh, Luke coming in is exactly what we wanted, you know, as as Star Wars fans, people that are diehard Star Wars fans, it's it's what we wanted out of the movies, out of uh, you know. The Rise of Skywalker, or The Last Jedi, um, out of these movies, we wanted to see that type of power from Luke. We wanted to see Luke as as this all powerful Jedi, and and kind of kick ass the way he did in the in the finale. He made those um for those you know people that watched it again. Spoiler spoiler alert. Um, he you know he came in and pretty much saved. Um, the whole crew, Mandal- the Mandalorian and everybody else, and and uh, took Baby Yoda with him, Grogu, uh, to train him. So he just cut down those dark troopers like it was nothing. Uh, it was fun to watch, and they were very reminiscent of uh, the Darth Vader scene from Rogue Run when he was in the hallway, just butchered and slaughtered all the all the uh the rebels that in that in that hallway um similar scene similar type of vibe with luke coming in and just slaughtering the dark troopers like it was nothing they did such a good job of of uh 
kind of showing how tough the dark troopers were because of the earlier scene, how they set it up with Man the, the Mandalorian having that one-on-one -on -one fight with the dark trooper. And he was struggling. He barely, he barely was able to beat one dark trooper. So when Luke comes in and he comes in kicking ass and just basically like it was practice for him, like it was, he was doing it in his sleep, just, um, killing off all the drug troopers it, it made you kind of see how strong he is and and that's barely scratching the surface you know you would think right with luke um so it was it was just i didn't think they would do that i mean that was so surprising i know that was the theories that people had that like oh you know yo uh i don't want to call him baby yoda anymore but grogu was calling out to luke and and it for sure you know it was him so um, we, the only thing that kind of sucks because of the mo the movies exist is we know where Luke's story is going. We know what ends up happening. So yeah, he he took uh, Grogu with him, but now you kind of know that Grogu is either gonna like should be really fucked up. He's he's gonna get killed by Kylo Ren like twenty years later when Kylo fucking slaughters everybody, kills all the all the. Um, Padawans that Luke was training, or you know, maybe he escapes again, and maybe uh, Grogu goes off somewhere else. But there's, you know, there's not because we know where Luke's story ends up going. There's not a lot of, uh, I guess, a lot of uh, freedom they have. With there's not, you know, it limits their creativity with with uh, Grogu and Luke together. Uh, but nonetheless, it was still great to see that and see Luke just be the badass Jedi that that he was supposed to be and not like this old, like, grouchy guy that doesn't give a shit about anything anymore, doesn't give a shit about Jedi and anymore and all that shit. So, like, like they portrayed him in The Last Jedi. So, that was good. Uh, hopefully that, you know, they continue with them was how, you know, how they're carrying the show, and, and obviously there's going to be all these other shows coming out too that, um, as well, um, that's all going to tie into, to, uh, the Star Wars universe here, or all these shows are probably all tying each other, I know they're, from what I heard, they're going for, like, a Marvel Cinematic Universe type of, type of, um, storyline with all these shows, where everybody has their own show, and then eventually this, this story comes together, whether it's in the movie, or just one, one, another show, whatever it may be. But as long as we got the same showrunners, Dave Filoni's, and uh, and um, yeah, we got you know, if you have one creative vision, um, then I'm all for it. You know, that thing that failed with the movies was it was three different directors on three different movies, but three different ways they wanted to take the story. So. Um, that's why the movies failed so bad as a, as a whole storyline and it was all over the place and it had so many plot holes, but, uh, but yeah, I just want to talk about, um, how, you know, how excited I was for the season two finale and, and, uh, we'll see, see, it looks like season three is going to be about Boba Fett from, from what the end credits was, um, the post credit scene, uh, the story of Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett. They're gonna call this so, um, so because pretty much, pretty much, um, 
uh, yeah, the Mandalorian story arc pretty much finishes with um with with Grogu going off with Luke. Uh, the one thing they tease is gonna be a at some point is gonna be a, a fight over that dark saber with a uh, Bo-Katan. So so that's that's something they definitely tease. But as far as uh, Manda the Ma- Mandalorian being the main story, you know, the main character at this point, he might not be the main character. Season three from from what the post credits showed, it looks like it's going to be centered around Boba Fett and maybe, uh, you know, the Mandalorian will have appearances here and there. And that's like a side storyline. So, uh, but yeah, I'm excited, uh, excited to see what, what, uh, Disney does with these shows and hopefully they just continue, uh, continue with these, uh, with these shows and, and kind of, you know, going in the right direction. So, uh, yeah, that's, I'm gonna end it here. Um, thank you for listening. My first podcast on my new uh, new equipment here. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed it. Gonna be doing a lot more again, um, more frequently. So stay stay tuned, stay posted, and happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and uh, also if I don't speak to you again, Happy New Year. So uh, take care, be safe, peace. <laughs>